keep things real to make money sports betting to make money in the finance world actually the sports betting markets are less shady less rigged than the financial markets where people have to put their life savings and 401ks in there uh so you have to keep it real and we're doing a wall street bets we're giving away information so you get uh, a return like we did in the nfl 500 percent and you get 500 percent roi in the NCA tournament. Uh, so you gotta keep it real, man. You can't be fake. Uh, well, you can, right? But it's, that's just not me and it's not you. And that's why the podcast is growing so fast. And everybody, uh, as we evolve here, and everybody has a lot of information, we all want the unfiltered uh, perception of what the truth is for learned individuals, a guy like me with an MBA, successful businesses, uh, married 17 years to a psychotherapist, wife who's not bought gasoline from not bidding dollars for 11 years. And uh, they talk about wealth inequality, they talk about financial literacy, and we fix that here by giving you business and financial concepts to give you insight into investing either in a company or stock and we make it uh we use sports betting we use the sports world as an analogy for that and one element that we're using today this huge that i've been talking a lot especially in the nfl because it seems like uh my perception is i remember will muschamp said that the most organized teams in the pandemic are the teams that are going to do the best so I thought about fundamental analysis, the big war going on between Wall Street bets and fundamental analysis and uh, ways in the proper academic and business uh, tools you use and processes you use to invest in stocks versus you know day trading, uh, using social media, so on and so forth and market manipulations, uh, being able to time the market different things, different elements that go on, wars between fundamental analysis and that. But one tool that works a lot, has worked for me in 11 years in being able to analyze uh, sports wagers is fundamental analysis. And within fundamental analysis, 
is a set of criteria. One of those is you measure corporate governance and corporate governance is a tool to measure and to process and to analyze and to research and investment, corporate governance. And for us, it's the coaches, the AD. So we're gonna go into the coaches of March, right? Now, every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. So we established a purpose for you and I to make money. And the outcome has been that my wife has not bought gasoline. It is not betting dollars since 2011. And now she used a tank of gas the last three months. So the money we have made 300% on the NCAA basketball leagues has paid for gas for this year as well. So we've clinched this year, we paid for vacations, we've done well, right? But what good is it if you don't share it in our world? That's the way we think. So we share the information. So you get free information like Wall Street bets and you make a lot of money betting sports. Now, you just don't walk in to the NCAA tournament on a Thursday. You just walk into the sports book and start placing bets and get 70 to 80% when 52.5% is break even without doing your research. And we've had, we've monetized pretty much the last 12 NCAA tournaments in a row in a big fashion, hitting uh, 65, 70, 80% one year of the NCAA. But you do that by doing research all year. In the last uh, three to four podcasts, we've broken down all the elements that we use to make money doing so. This particular podcast is gonna be corporate governance. We are going to break down in detail the 16 coaches. Last week, we talked about the 16 teams we're gonna be betting on uh, in the NCAA tournament and betting now as they go to the NCAA tournament because everything is a process, right? So the first coach we are going to talk about is a gentleman who's won uh, three national titles in the last six years, Jay Wright. And man, he's a great dresser, right? And what's important about that and uh, another world champion multiple times who's a great dresser is Pat Riley. What that means is that these guys, uh, big time, these guys, what they do is they pay attention to detail, right? So what uh, Mushamp said is the most organized teams are the teams that are going to do the best in the pandemic and conditioning too. You have to be really uh, creative in conditioning. So you look at Jay Wright and Jay Wright has done a great job for us, covering for us this season in the right situation now. The thing to look at is that 52.5% is break even. In probability theory, there's a 20% luck factor. So really your ceiling is 80%. It's the best you can do consistently, right? And uh, if you're like me with three businesses, I'm married. If you're hitting 80%, I'm saying, hey, do you have a good work life balance or are you just pouring over games, right? Because 
really what you want to do is you want to be balanced. You don't want to have impulse control issues. You don't want to have addiction issues. You have to uh, treat sports betting the same way you treat the stock market or any other investment. And we use those business fundamentals to do so. Again, I have an MBA, securities license. I'm a financial services representative. So the same process I use to pick stocks, it's the same process I use to pick games. And right now we're using corporate uh, governance and Jay Wright attention to detail. He goes into your cycles. Uh, he goes and loses in the second round, wins the national title. Similar to uh, a very, very organized guy, trust the process, very detail-oriented, Nick, Nick Satan, the head coach of your Alabama Crimson Tide. I call him Nick Satan uh, because of his similarities to the guy who used to play Satan on Saturday Night Live and uh, that he really screwed over those the emotions. Nothing illegal. Uh, you can argue the, the ethics of it. You can argue the morality of it, but 100% not illegal. But it wasn't right to toy with the emotion of the Miami Dolphins fans. And when he lied, that he said he wasn't going to Alabama. 100% he was going to Alabama. And the guy that got him to Alabama was uh, the owner of the Tampa Bay Bucks at the time, Drew Colerhouse, who's famous for when dying, giving his longtime wife, the one he had all his uh, public kids with, $10 million and gave his four mistresses $20 million, twice as much as his wife. He's the one who brought Nick Satan to Alabama. So that's why I call him Nick Satan. But again, corporate governance, attention to detail. So this is on the margins, right? On the margin, Coach Jay Wright is going to cover. And if it makes sense, play the money line because very detail-oriented and that's how he won uh, all those national championships he has won. And that first national championship, paying attention to detail, right? Sets the screen, has your six, eight fit guy who get shot off. In the center of the court, the center three is the easiest three to hit. And remember, a corner three is the closest three to hit. Attention to detail, that's why Jay Wright has won so many times. So that's a coach you want to look at, want to evaluate. Remember, I'm going to refine and post the 10 rules of betting. Um, there's a link to it, the content I have now. Top 10 rules of betting. NFL football, college football, and college basketball. Again, historically, last 12 years, I've been 65, 70, up to 80% when 52.5% is break even and paid for vacations. And my wife's gasoline since 2011. So, Jay Wright, now, big debate always is what is more important, the X's and O's or the Jimmy's and the Joe's? Is it strategy? Or is it just raw talent, right? Uh, you can get away with being really good at one or really good at the other in the first, because there's 65 teams, 64 teams, 68 teams. They get pared down. And at that level, that many teams, there's some teams that are good at X's and O's strategy, and some teams have great raw talent. 
once you get to the round of 32, round of 16, round of eight, four, you have both, right? And coaching staffs, corporate governance are structured differently. Uh, you have coaches, and we'll go through it, right? Uh, you'll have coaches that they're assistant coaches. One of them are experts in X's and O's. The other is an expert in Jimmy and Joe. So the expert in Jimmy and Joe's, they're a great judge of talent. Uh, they are great recruiters. They can sell ice to Eskimos. They can get the best kids to your school. And you got the other guys that are good with strategy, right? And then you can stereotype as well. Uh, you see the black guy, right? And you don't stereotype because in real life, what goes on if you study these teams, uh, the racial component is irrelevant. But for purposes of humor, you see the black guy on the bench, you say, oh, he's the Jimmys and the Joes. You see the old white guy sitting there, like Kentucky. He's the he's the X's and O's strategy guy. <laughs> and that's 100% false. You go either way. You know, there's great uh, black coaches that you see on the sideline, old black coach. He's a great strategy, X's and O's. He knows everything. And then you have uh, the, uh, the white guy, skinny white guy at the end of the bench, he's a great recruiter. He can go to anybody's house, in the hood, mm -hmm. out of the hood, anywhere. And he's lights out. He gets people to your program. But, you know, the stereotype, sometimes it's funny, uh, just purely for humor. All right. So Jay Wright, uh, Jay Wright's a generalist. He's a control freak. He handles everything himself. And, you know, he can't be at two places at the same time, but his assistants have very, very specific directions. Jay Wright, great guy, Villanova guy through and through. Uh, and as a coach, you want to look at for being detail oriented and on the margins, making you money. A guy who's older than him, but the same, right? is Izzo with Michigan State. Uh, he has a plan for every part of the season. He wins early, loses in the middle, wins late. He's done that for this year. We've been able to monetize again. Uh, he's a generalist. He knows the X's and O's, and he can go get the Jimmys and the Joes, uh, but he also has great assistance. And, and, you know, and we'll talk about Michigan at the end, but Michigan State has a lot of money to pay for high quality assistance. Guys who are phenomenal with strategy and guys who are phenomenal with recruiting. So a guy like Izzo, generalist who can do both, to specify and put guys in these space. Uh, yeah, just the same as football, college football, you have developmental programs and you have blue bloods. Villanova is a cross, right? But they're really a de developmental program where they take guys, they develop them, over a four-year period, and then boom, they win the national championship. But recruiting, like football, goes in two-year cycles. Russell Turner, University of Irvine. He uh, coached with Mike Montgomery in the NBA, six years with the Warriors. He's called uh, coached uh, college a ton. 
at Irvine, his wife is the head of the medical department there in Irvine, University of Irvine, which is the top 20 uh, university. And really academically, they're on par with USC and UCLA. Uh, they have a ton of kids on campus. So they're, they're right in there, right, with UCLA, USC academically. Sports-wise, their basketball team is a notch below. He's a great developmental coach, right? And what happens is he covers on the margins. So what does that mean? That means that if a team has equal talent, right? Izzo, Russell Turner, Jay Wright, all these coaches, except for maybe um, we'll get into, I'll tell you the coaches that, that when the other team has equal talent, it's not a sure bet, right? As it is with those guys, but it is with your Russell Turner's, Izzo, Jay Wright, all right? John Calipari, the same, but John Calipari, since the FBI scandal, he's, you know, he's an old school guy. Uh, his bag man did not get caught, right? Old school, he doesn't get caught. Uh, but he hasn't been able to pay, since the FBI has eyes on him, he's not been able to pay for those one and done guys. But with equal talent, John Calipari is going to win. Uh, he's a great coach. Hard to analyze how to bet him. However, in the SEC tournament, I would not bet against him against his brand. That's John Calipari. I read all his books, refused to lose, bounce back. Uh, he, you know, really good ghostwriters recruit him for a book, and he has great material. Uh, he's a, he doesn't have to do the one and done thing. He can just recruit and win that way. But like my wife, the psychotherapist says, people who commit crimes or like to get over on people do it because they like it, not because they have to, all right? So that's John Calipari. So we're gonna go with 16 guys. So we got one, Jay Wright, two, John Calipari, three, Izzo, four, Russell Turner, University of Irvine, right? Remember his wife? Elizabeth is the director of medicine. So what does that mean? What I've been talking about from the beginning, all these coaches have great attention to detail, right? Can recruit the Jimmys and the Joes and have an expert, either they're experts themselves or they have experts on the staff who are phenomenal with strategy. And remember, higher level intelligence is situational intelligence. Higher level thinking is long-term thinking. John, Jay Wright, John Calipari, Izzo, right? Have all won national championships. Russell Turner has built a great program long-term at Irvine. He's had great teams. Uh, he had a team that lost to Oregon that went back and forth late in the game, easily could have gone to the Sweet 16 and beyond from Irvine. So he did a great job developing the Jimmys and the Joes. Now you do have your blue blood programs like Kentucky, UCLA is getting in there now, uh, but you're looking at this year, Michigan. And we'll talk about Michigan at the end and their structure of their staff that I'm very, very impressed with. And on the margins they will and have covered for us this year. Salesman, think short term. 
business men and women think long term. Michigan is really thinking long term. Oregon, Dana Altman has taken a team to the Final Four, uh, has built programs. He's a great X's and O's guys. And now with the money, I said money because they've had FBI problems as well. They've been able to get uh, the Jimmys and the Joes to sit there in the rain in Oregon. Uh, and on the margins, he wins for us in higher level thinking, of long-term thinking, salesmen think short-term, businessmen and women think long-term, and Dana Altman always covers late in February. He has for us this year. Uh, I should have had him against Arizona, but if Arizona hits a couple threes that they should have had and get a couple offensive rebounds, they do cover that game. So I felt I had the right side, but for the rest of the month, month of February, heading into March, Coach Altman, right? Because uh, as Eric Musselman, right, who's on our list, said, who took Nevada to the Elite Eight, his dad was a great coach at the University of Minnesota and in the NBA, CBA, took a South Alabama team to the tournament. Uh, you want to be playing your best basketball in March. Why? Because that's where they get their bonuses, right? And that's where uh, getting the NCAA tournament, each game you win, is a win for the university because you get paid for the following four years. Uh, they give you a piece of the pie, uh, a large piece. And uh, as we update those episode notes, we'll give you the amount of money teams make when they win in the NCAA tournament. Just to get in, you get money. Uh, the university gets money. Uh, you win a game, you get more money. And the more games you win, it's perpetual. So Villanova winning the national championship, they get paid for years on end, a lot of money. And uh, they got a check, but I think the deal with CBS is like $3 billion with the B. So all that money goes to the schools. And the more you win in March, the more the school gets paid. Thus, the coaching staff and the corporate governance, right, get paid bonuses. So these guys are structuring the processes, Nick Satan would say, to make money uh, in March. And we make money betting against them in February or late, uh, really mid to late January, you wanna bet against these teams as they're pulling the, the pedal off the metal. If a guy is slightly hurt, they're taking him out, letting time to heal, they wouldn't do uh, this time of year, really, or maybe the next week, when you get past the conference tournament into the NCAA, teams that have ambition there. And then you got your Providence College developmental team that they do, they have an emphasis on the Big East tournament, right? So that coach, Coach Cooley, will always make a lot of money in February because he's getting his team ready for the Big East tournament. And we make money off Coach Cooley in the Big East tournament with Providence. Mick Cronin, right? Uh, and Mick Cronin is a disciple of Huggins, who's the coach of West Virginia. And Huggins, man, he's a really, you have coaches, right? This raw intelligence, right? So, you know, Russell Turner, I think Dana Altman as well. Huggins is raw intelligence. They know how to make in-game adjustments. 
They know how to adjust to the trends in basketball. And that's what Huggins has done in West Virginia. So on the margins, uh, Huggins will cover for you. Huggins cover for me, made me money today against the Baylor Bears. Defensive teams don't cover big spreads as favorites, but do cover as dogs. And he's a great uh, coach in coming up with different schemes to fit the trends going on in basketball at the time. Huggins light is Mick Cronin. He's at UCLA. So Mick Cronin's learning how to drive a Cadillac. He still has a developmental coach mentality because he had a developmental program at the University of Cincinnati, where he was the assistant coach for Huggins, Hall of Fame coach. Huggins has taken several teams to the Final Four. Both these guys cover a lot as underdogs because they're hardworking coaches. And that's the other thing, too. Uh, these guys work extremely hard, and they don't have to. Uh, like Musselman, the Eric Musselman, the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, uh, I remember his dad coming to my restaurant in Pinellas Park, Florida at four in the morning saying, hey, man, I can't sleep. I saw you in here. <laughs> Hook me up with some food. I just want to sit here by my, myself and eat. Because uh, he was up late. He was At that point, he was with the Tampa Bay Thrillers. C, uh, the CB, uh, the Continental Basketball Association, CBA. And Phil Jackson was coaching there at that time. Uh, in that league. So these guys work extremely hard. They're up all night. Uh, and Mick Cronin is that type of coach. He's a hardworking guy. Uh, and But now at UCLA, he's getting more talent. He doesn't have all his players in there yet to have like that super NBA type team like Michigan has right now. Illinois looks good too with, that, uh, with Antigua. The guy who used to be the head assistant coach for Calipari, he's now at Illinois. Can you ask him, how did he get these guys? Right? Uh, McCrone will have that type team next year. He's missing Chris Smith this year to make a run, but he's doing a great job. He's doing a solid job, solid Midwestern coach. McCrone covers for you on the margins. Not a guy who doesn't, right? Because I'm telling you, a lot of great coaches here, a lot of X's and O's, Jimmy St. Joe's guys, is in the infield, right? He's a great recruiter. He married a supermodel. He recruited great people to his company, became an independently wealthy CEO. But in his heart, he's a shooting coach. He was a shooting coach for the Florida State criminals. So he was on the Florida State criminals, Leonard Hamilton. Leonard Hamilton, again, he's a great uh Jimmy's and Joe's guys, and has a gentleman on his staff who does the X's and O's for him. And he's a great coach as far as, but he doesn't really cover like these guys do on the margin. Andy Enfield does not. So Leonard Hamilton does beget Andy Enfield are not guys who cover on the margins. They only cover when they have a clear advantage. So what does that mean? You go the other way. When uh, you see Leonard Hamilton and Andy Enfield, as far as the line is concerned. Uh, so we're going to give you 16 coaches that cover on the margins. So you understand corporate governance when it comes to sports betting, 
making money on this NCAA tournament in college basketball for the rest of your life. Bill Self. Bill Self is both a great X's and O's guy and he is a great uh, Jimmy and Joe's guy. He knows how to recruit, even though we know now he was aided a little bit, even though he didn't have to. He's a Hall of Fame coach. He took Oral Roberts to the NCAA tournament and did well. To Bill Self, higher level thinking is long-term thinking. He's won a national title. Of course, Andy Enfield and Leonard Hamilton have not. But to their credit, they're making millions upon millions of dollars culturally in college basketball. But we make money off them, uh, their lack of coaching ability at a high level. They're great coaches, phenomenal coach. But on the highest level, we take advantage of their flaws. We monetize their flaws. So my wife buys gasoline every year just off these picks. Bill Self. Bill Self, never forget, I was with my buddy uh, in Vegas. And these two beautiful women come up to us and they say, Bill Self does not cover for shit. <laughs> and uh, because he, he's great, he has great talent. He doesn't mess up that talent. He knows how to ride Cadillac. Used to be, but he knows how to ride a, a Tesla, we would say now. He knows how to ride a Bentley. Mick Cronin's learning how to drive. But he always kind of loses in the second round, but he always wins the Big 12 regular season. Which he hasn't done the last couple of years, but he usually does. If he doesn't win the regular season, he wins the conference tournament. So I would not bet against him in the Big 12 tournament. And I wouldn't be shocked if he makes a run in the NCAA because these guys like a challenge. Uh, Bill Self does not have the talent that he usually does because of the FBI scandal. Uh, the one guy that was getting 100 grand from whatever, Adidas or Nike or whatever, isn't there. But he can coach. He took, again, Oral Roberts. And, you know, he developed uh, guys like that guy, Wiggins, who played in the uh, NBA for many years with Minnesota. He is a great coach. He doesn't need to do any of those shenanigans. And on the margins, he covers for you and does not cover because a lot of these teams, when they're Kansas, when they're a blue blood team like Kansas, they get inflated lines. We go the other way. We make money that way. Uh, we talked about Bob Huggins. Same thing with him. On the margins, he will cover for you. He's great in-game, so if it's a tight line and it makes sense to do the money line, he's a great coach because higher-level intelligence is situational intelligence. And, man, this guy, uh, he loves coaching, obviously. He probably should have retired. He's had several heart attacks, bypass surgery, so on and so forth. He really should not be coaching, but he loves it to death. He loves the challenge. Man, he's been to the Final Four. He took West Virginia to the Final Four. He took Cincinnati to the Final Four. He might have won it all the all the way, but he had a um, Mick Cronin was on that staff when Keon Martin, great player, got hurt, hurt his knee. They developed that guy. He wasn't an NBA guy when he got to Cincinnati, but he developed him to maybe the first round pick in the whole draft uh, with Mick Cronin Huggins recruiting and developing him. Uh, but you know. If I'm not mistaken, it's still that team made the final four. 
or in those years he made the Final Four with Cincinnati. And was the number one overall team in the tournament one year. But Keon Martin got hurt, hurt his knee. Ben Holland, Mississippi State. Watch out for him now and in the tournament. Another guy who makes a lot of adjustments. He doesn't have the same style he had at UCLA when he took UCLA to three straight Final Fours. He was a great coach at UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara has a great team this year as well. And the style he had at Santa Barbara was different at UCLA and not different at Mississippi State. He does not need to coach. He's made millions upon millions of dollars coaching. Does not need to live in Mississippi, but he loves the challenge, loves to coach. Houston and Kelvin Sampson. He's coaching for his kid. His kid's going to take over the program. Uh, Defensive-minded team, developmental program, what that means to us. Big line, he's not going to cover. He will win, though. Uh, and sometimes in the NCAA, if it's Houston uh, minus four, uh, it's not a bad bet in the round of 16, uh, in the round of 32, to bet the other team plus four and bet Kevin Sampson on the money line because he loves to win close games. He puts it on the defense. So he wins by three. He feels he's won by 20 because he feels that he has a defensive scheme, defensive players to stop you, stop anybody late in the game, right? When you get to around uh, 16 and 32, right? Because it's three games, two games, and three nights. So it tests your depth, right? And your ability to strategize in a short period of time. Uh, coaches will have game plans for both teams. Uh, the team, well, for three teams, right? The team they're playing, and then the two possible teams uh, with the X's and O's guys on the staff and the video guys. And then when they win, coaches take over. It depends how much of a control freak is a coach. We can tell the control freak coaches haven't slept uh, strategy, strategizing what the the advanced scouts and the bigger the program, the more money they have for support staff. Guys who now have support staff, but at the University of Nevada, almost took it to the Final Four. He lacked depth, uh, but he has a great conditioning program uh, to win the battle of attrition. And that's Eric Musselman at Arkansas. And listening to him today, uh, he always likes to start games with a new play. The other team hasn't seen. So he's going to be great uh, if he gets past the round 64 and the 32. Going to be worthless all the film the teams watch on him because he's going to come up with a whole new game plan. Whole new game plan for round 16. Whole new great plan for lead eight. So definitely a guy that you give him talent. He's coaching the NBA. His dad was the one that was knocking on my door in my restaurant at four in the morning. He saw me in there. Uh, he liked the food. He's like, hey, man, I know you're prepping or you're working hard. And one of those guys, he had a lot of money, his dad. He always paid twice what the meals were. And, of course, I should have charged more in my restaurant. He always paid double. Uh, his uh, Eric Musselman's dad. So probably shouldn't bet his games because I'm biased. But he's a great coach. He got made money betting him in Nevada. Uh, they got to the Elite Eight. 
And he's a coach again, then on the margins, he's going to cover for you. Same thing with a man who's won a national championship with Michigan, with Juwan Howard that we'll talk about. And a Dutcher, right? Coach Dutcher at San Diego State, their elite program in the West this year. They beat UCLA. He does a great job. Uh, both, right, with the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and the Joe's. He plugs in exactly what he needs for his system. Um, and we talked about the last podcast, elements that are very important. And really is having a system to eliminate offensive rebound because offensive rebounding is uh, a turnover, right? And, man, Dutcher has a great system get rebounds, to eliminate giving up offensive rebounds. And uh, he coached and recruited Quiet Leonard, right, the greatest player in the NBA right now. Uh, he got that team to the Sweet 16 with Coach Fisher. Now he's got his own program. He does both. Great job with the X's and O's and the Jimmy's and the Joe's. He always covers for us especially on the money line in the Mountain West tournament. Now, it's very interesting this year and every year. This year, San Diego State can make it in without winning the tournament, so they're not going to get the whistle because, again, the money involved. Uh, Mountain West needs another team in there. So you look at your uh, Utah States that look really good. They have a monster in there, uh, 23, I believe, for Utah State. Boise's. Uh, lost his money today, but covered for us against San Diego State. Coach Rice making adjustments. Uh, Boise is the team to look at in the Mountain West tournament. Now, uh, I'm going to switch the order a little bit. Well, uh, we'll finish with our last three, right? So, one, Jay Wright, two, uh, John Calipari, three, Izzo, four, Russell Turner, five, Dana Ullman, six, Mick Cronin, seven, Andy Enfield's actually the opposite. You can knock him off the list. Eight, uh, Bill Self, Bob Huggins, nine, Ben Holland, 10, Kellen Salt, Sampson, 11, Eric Musselman, 12, Dutcher, 13. Uh, we'll close with Jerron Howard and Phil Martelli because I like them a lot in the tournament. We'll go to Chris. Beard, a disciple of Bobby Knight. So what he does is he's using the current rules for transferring and developing guys to fit his system. He went to the final four. Again, on the margins, he's going to cover for you. Bobby Knight sample. And a Gene Cady disciple who begat Conzel Martin at University of Missouri. So Matt Painter today made me money because I knew that on the margins he was going to cover, especially this time of year against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a great dog in the tournament, always. Uh, so you're looking at Wisconsin, Conzo Martin, Missouri. I'm giving you a bonus. I'm giving you 17 coaches. And then uh, Matt Painter at Purdue. Again, plug and play guy. The guy 50 they have. Looks like the guy 50 they've had the last 12 years, they, they pick certain body types to do certain things within their system that makes us money. So on the margins, 
pick Missouri, Purdue, Coach Matt Painter, that situational intelligence, and Chris Beard, Bobby Knight, uh, guy uh, who doesn't sleep between uh, the Thursday or Friday night game and their Saturday, Sunday game. All right. Big insight we're giving. It's been phenomenal the last three or four podcasts. The insight, actionable information we give you. So you make money watching these games. Now, perfect example of the marriage, high level that you have to get to to win a national championship with high level developing the Jimmys and the Joes and knowing the X's and O's and having Jimmys and Joes that are your LeBron James type, Michael Jordan types, not that they're that, just an exaggeration, making an example of guys that have so much talent, you really don't have to develop and have things you can't coach. So Jerron Howard has, has gotten those guys in it. And we get into Adam Silver trying to knock down March Madness, have his own March Madness, knock down the NCAA with a G League. I think it's never going to happen because of so much money the University of Michigan has in Jerron Howard. So the G League can only pay a guy $75,000. you are better off going to Michigan, getting an education. Higher level thinking is long-term thinking, developing your mind, learning from a great guy like Jerron Howard who can get those high-end Jimmys and Joes. And then you have Phil Martelli, coached 44 years at St. Joe's. So he knows everything. He knows, he, he had Jameer Nelson, right? He knows how to coach, how to drive a Cadillac with a, in taking the team to the Final Four. He knows the X's and O's or the Elite Eight. Great coach. Uh, X's and O's. He knows all the X's and O's. He knows the strategy. He knows what to do in each part of the season. And Juwan Howard can close on your NBA level talent. And it's better to go to the University of Michigan than uh, dealing with the nonsense and the politics and God knows what for 75 grand. I mean, if you call guys like me a poor millionaire, 75 grand playing basketball instead of going to a great university like UCLA or Michigan, come on. So Adam Silver's scheme is not going to work. And even if it did, right, four guys passing it around and scoring the late shots like your Northern Illinois or Loyola Chicago that has a great coach, we'll still watch because it's, it's exciting basketball. And even if you take the high-level one-and-done guys and put them all in one place, this, the population of the United States and the world, you're still going to get great basketball, still going to get great developmental guys that will end up in the NBA. Right? It's better for these guys to get an education. All right, so those are the coaches you're going to look at, giving details, the whys. You get the what a lot, right? But you don't get the whys and you don't get the hows. And we give you that here. Why? So you can have Wall Street bets results. We're up into like 300% ROI, 500% ROI, NFL and college football, 75% NBA in the bubble, and in like 600% ROI. 
And those are Wall Street bets numbers, right? And that's what we give you here. Uh, and this has been another great podcast giving you coaches that will make money for you on the margins. We give everything away because we've been fortunate, lucky, and good in life. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life with what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best.